Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. And my name is Pete. Welcome, Pete. That's Pete. I don't think you want me to try that. Okay. Not even just (laughs) once? Now I'm giggling. (laughs) Based on your reactions to me singing to the car radio... Oh. Let's not attempt anything musical by I Diane. It, though. I love it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, except it's completely wrong off key. Yeah, but you're having so much fun. <laughs> I can't say no to it. I, I, I love how much fun you're having. I never say, stop doing it, stupid. You're off key. No. I go, look at how much fun you're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not at all what we're going to talk about today, is it? No. Well, it's definitely not to do with what I want to talk about. Okay, you're on point. Talk to us, Dee. What are we doing today? What are we doing? Um, I feel like we've each chosen a few articles to discuss, mm-hmm. but I also want to recap the week and give an update. Yes, let's do that. Because last week I was talking about an interview. Your first interview. My first interview out of my PhD, and I got a call back, which was cool. I thought it went well, and I got a call back, so... I had a good gut feeling about that. Um, and I had the callback interview today. Yeah, but in person. It wasn't like a phone interview. Oh, no, no, no. It was a, please come back. We have more people that would like to talk to you. And that's what it kind of felt like today. It was less um, like the first interview. They all had these pieces of paper lined out and they had certain questions that they needed to address. And mm-hmm. they were all writing notes. And I felt like they were very... Um, It was more asking about my abilities and what I could do and how I deal with challenging situations and that kind of thing. And this time it felt like they had seen my resume. They had an idea of what I'd done and they just wanted to know, you know, who are you? Who are you? Can we have a conversation with you? Um, How would you address a certain problem? So I will tell you, this is very congruent to what was going on for me recently when I just got my new job. Mm -hmm. Um, The first interview, which was very, very long, was uh, very technical, very about experience and skills and all that. And my second interview, when they brought me back in, was to meet the team. Mm -hmm. And it was about, well, I'll never forget the first question they asked me. And I work with these guys all the time now. It's great. Uh, One of them asked me, he's like, are you fun to work with? Oh yeah. I forgot about like that's, that. That's all they were, wanted to know. Mm-hmm. It's like, you obviously are qualified, but will you be fun to hang around with? Yeah. I'm like, I think I'm fun. <laughs> Please hang out with me. Didn't she say I'm in a band? Is oh, that when yeah, you brought up the band? I probably did. I was like, yeah. no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I can be fun. <laughs> yeah. That makes you sound very uncool. <laughs> I know. My mom says I'm cool. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like that was the same deal this time around for me as well. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really, you know, they asked me if I had questions and I felt like I asked a lot of questions, uh, before. Um, so I had a few that we could follow up on. Um, the conversation also kind of, they'd asked me a question and I guess I'm still very wordy with my answers because I'd start talking about something and I'd kind of finish a sentence and take a momentary pause to breathe. And the person would come in and be like, Oh, I like that. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? And I don't know if I ever answered the original question or if we just got sidetracked and started talking about something else. How long was the second interview? 
Um, How long were you there sitting down, actually talking to them? Probably 40 minutes. 40? Because I think I was about, I think we probably got started about 10 after. And I looked at my watch when I got out of the building and it was 50. So maybe 40, 40 minutes, 35, 40 minutes. Um, Yeah. And again, got very good feelings from speaking with these people. Uh, I guess I was just discussing with you over dinner how, you know, you can meet with people. And I generally feel like a lot of people I meet, I feel comfortable around them. Um, But I was remembering there was one interview that I did last year where I was talking to kind of an academic program. And actually in that interview, I really did get a weird vibe off Mm -hmm. the one person. Um, It just felt like that person was kind of of cocky and very athletic and competitive Mm -hmm. and had a master's degree and was teaching at this college. And whereas I was coming in with a PhD and maybe more like academically minded thoughts, I don't know. And there was kind of this, it felt like we were not connecting. Yeah. Um, Whereas I felt in these interviews that it was a very collaborative environment. It's a small team uh, and everyone kind of works together. And I was getting the feeling that everyone was, you know, got along pretty well and worked really well together. And I think I could fit in that kind of environment. Okay. So here's, here's the thing is I'm starting to feel like you are, you're already putting yourself in there. Are you going to be like horribly disappointed if this doesn't work out? Oh yeah. I've been trying to like hold myself back a little bit and like realistically think they could just call back and be like, eh, sorry. Sorry. Found someone someone else. else, Um, I think in my mind, I've kind of reasoned out that there are positives to starting. Like if I got this position, there are a lot of positives that come with that. There's also a lot of positives of not getting it. Like I can finish up stuff in the lab and keep doing that. I can go on our vacation without hassle. I can, you know, (laughs) do all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and say that I have experience interviewing now. So I feel more confident Um, so I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. I know it's not for sure. They did ask for my references. I feel like that's a good, uh, sign. Yeah. The things are moving in a positive direction, but you know, maybe one of my references will point something out and they'll be like, Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. uh, You got good references. (laughs) I do. You've you've talked to your prof. So like he knows now that you're looking elsewhere. So I think you're, I think you're in a good spot. I'm very happy for you. Um, we just want to keep I realistic. I think you're good. Yeah. But I also want to keep your expectations in check because I'm noticing you're starting to talk a lot like this is already a done deal. Yes. And it feels like it is because you've done all you can. And I do want you to have that attitude at least and be like, I'm comfortable. I've, I've done all I can. Mm-hmm. I can sleep. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Go on with my whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't don't worry about it. But at the same time, I don't want you to be you know, like some friends you had in university where they planned the entire relationship with the boy before going on a first date. And right. it's like, look, lady, <laughs> maybe this guy ain't the perfect guy for you. And, you know, just let's just take a moment here. Yes. You know? Um, it has been interesting recently um, because before I, I kind of mentioned this to my prof, I was feeling a bit nervous because I thought he would feel very not happy. Like I knew he would be pleased that I, you know, had a job interview and was, you know, kind of advancing and doing something. But I knew he would be almost disappointed that I didn't pick staying in academia 
or taking the traditional oh, academic yeah, 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 yeah. route. Well, he's been trying to push that um, for a while. But it was interesting because then I was also doing work with a um, lab mate and it was kind of, it was microscope images that we just had to look for. So it was work where we could have a conversation while we were doing this. And she was full out like, no, you should go do a postdoc and be a prof. Like, why aren't you thinking about doing that and investigating this? Yeah. Um, And she and I was kind of trying to like lay out my reasons. Um, And she was like, no, but I don't know. I don't. Why? Like, yeah, you'd have to go research it. So go research it. Go find one. Go do it. And I'm kind of like feeling like a lot of the people around me are like, you should be doing this. And that's like the one thing I don't want to (laughs) do. Okay, what am I telling you? Um, You're being very open and Uh saying you need to figure out what it is you want to do. Yeah, but also just take a breather. Yes. You don't have to. I mean, a lot of these people look like they're putting Mm -hmm. a lot of pressure on you to just immediately start pushing towards the whatever is your end goal. But, I mean, you're doing everything right. Just take it one step at a time and you're fine. I think it's just really interesting that there's a lot of people that think this one path is the way that I should go. And that's not what I think the way I should go. Well, you know yourself better than they do. So I just thought that it's was a interesting. non-issue. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Um, then I was also thinking back generally, if I have a majority of people that are telling me that I should do something, I usually do not that thing. Oh, that's, that's the way I roll. So did you get that from me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's my MO. Don't ever tell me what to do because I'll, I'll take the other turn. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Um, feeling that, um, but feeling good about it today. So mm-hmm. that's part of my story. Uh, and I guess we'll have an update at some point. Next time. About what happens. Yeah. Do you have a callback scheduled or anything? Uh, no, I guess they'll call my references. Yeah. And I'll find you out might after hear from that. Them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what happened for me. I, I realized people were getting the calls, and I was like, "Okay, mm. this is this is uh, this is progressing." Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. I mean, you have a job now. It's not it's mm-hmm. not the be all end all. Don't don't worry about it. Let's move into some casual happy news. Oh, cool! Let's talk about what's new this week in an entertainment fashion. Oh, we yeah. we picked up two new TV shows. Well, not really new. But the fun thing is they're both comedies, but they could be couldn't be further on opposite ends of the spectrum, I feel like. Mm-hmm. You know? So one of them we're watching is New Girl. Yep. With that uh, Zoe lady from 500 Days of Summer. Mm-hmm. Can't remember her last name right now. Deschanel. Thank you. No problem. I knew it was something like a perfume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, that show is very modern. Uh-huh. TV romance with some good comedy. Mm-hmm. She's a lot of fun, but the guys are, I don't know. They're, they're modern guys. Mm-hmm. I have a lot to say about that sometime, but let's not dig into that yet. Okay. The other comedy show is I'm introducing you to the original Seinfeld show because we've been watching comedians and cars getting coffee on Netflix. Uh, and there's just so many references or like, you need to know what this guy was about. Like, he was, it was a really good show back in the day, a really old show from the nineties. So you're going to see the ridiculous clothing and hair and all that. But the comedy I feel has really held up and it's um, a very different show from new girl. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think so. 
Seinfeld was coming out when I was still pretty young. Yeah, like so, three. No, like five. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, you know, and it's one of those shows that my parents could have on and that I could be sitting there watching and just not absorbing what they're actually talking about. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I remember it being on because I remember the theme song. Yeah. Um, I love the theme song. Yeah, but I feel like that comedians and cars getting coffee has piqued my interest in just, I want to go back and see what this was all about. Yeah. Um, and really experience that. Uh, so it's cool to be able to go back and, and watch the episodes again. I like it. And I like that we're kind of jumping between the two because I feel like I'm getting something out of both of them. And the thing we were talking about at dinner today is, while it's not necessarily true all the time, the season of Seinfeld we're watching, which is right in the middle, right in season five, mm-hmm. um, the episodes don't flow into each other like with a overarch uh, plot line or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, which you'll see in most modern comedies now. There's always like, you know, for example, How I Met Your Mother. It's all about how is, how is Ted going to hook up with this Robin girl, right? Mm-hmm. And there's slow things that happen throughout the season. So it's kind of neat. They change their jobs. They change where they live or whatever, right? Overarching storyline. They grow. Yeah. In Seinfeld, these characters do not grow. They will be the same <laughs> all the time. And it's kind mm-hmm. of fun. Like you can watch them out of order. It mm-hmm. doesn't really, really matter. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess there's a few plot elements that maybe will show up. I don't know. I can't remember exactly where they all happen, but it, it does very good as a just pick up and play kind of thing. Um, the characters I would say are not likable in a, these are good people kind of way. They're super critical, but it's a funny show. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting more laughs from Seinfeld than I'm getting from new girl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like a different, a different mood. If we're watching new girl, it's not quite a romantic comedy, but it's not that far from it either. Correct. Some of it's kind of cheesy. Uh huh. And uh, the male leads are not at all interesting. (laughs) Or any of them are interesting. They're just annoying. Why are men so annoying in TV, by the way? (laughs) Like, seriously. What happened? Where did all the men go? There's going to be a resurgence in that someday. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. I sometimes wonder. All right, I guess I'm getting into it. Yep. (laughs) This will be a great discussion for us, actually. Because... As wonderful as it is that, you know, health laws are are happening now and making us, you know, more in tune to being uh, healthier, better people and all that, I feel like we're losing some of the edge of the classic, uh, of the classic man, the gritty, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but like the Clint Eastwood type characters that mm. like they're smoking a cigar, they're aloof. And they have problems, but mm-hmm. they're just so darn interesting, manly, and yeah, manly men. What happened to them? I see. They're all eating froyo in their tight jeans now, <laughs> talking about kale in their salads. And this is like, oh my. See, but the main male lead in Mindy was a very manly man. He was this like tough New York Italian. Okay. Dude, no kale. No? No. Healthy eater, but like a good pasta and good ingredients. Hmm. 
um, didn't smoke, but like worked out at like a man's gym mm-hmm. and didn't wear like he still went, But see, he went to a gym. Yeah. See, this is a difference. This is why I think Parks and Rec, I think why Ron Swanson was so popular oh, with people. I see what you is mean. He okay. was that classic, hey, I'm going to be the manly man. That doesn't even mm-hmm. work. Like you can't be that human being and survive past 65. <laughs> That's a problem, right? But we all love them, you know? Uh-huh. There's something about it. And yeah, he just wants to have scotch and eat steak yeah. all day and eat all of the eggs. All of the eggs <laughs> in the restaurant. And it's like, that is a compelling, interesting male character for me. Okay. And you're not finding any of that in New Girl. I mean, they're young men, so. So you're just yeah. specifically talking New Girl. Because Parks and Rec is not that old and they had a manly man in it. No, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about New Girl. I'm talking about the contrast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so that's a little hard for me. Um, and there, I think there's a lack of female characters, too. There's too many guys, and they're all annoying. I see. There's one good lead girl, and then there's yep. a side one who maybe mm-hmm. will show up some more. I hope she does, mm-hmm. just to provide some context, because these men are not interesting, and uh, I just want less camera time with them. <laughs> nice. Okay. That's my feeling of it well, so We'll see how it goes. How, how are you? Uh, let's get your perspective on the two shows. What, what do you got? Um, I do agree with you that they're quite different in what they're portraying. Um, I'm like, I'm a fan of the Mindy Project. Um, I really enjoyed Gilmore Girls. So I like the kind of show that's chick flicky, I guess, um, or has those plot lines. Um, so I'm quite okay with it. I'm actually enjoying it a lot. It has like a kind of a quirky character. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm finding it interesting. Yeah, but Gilmore Girls had Luke uh-huh. again. Yeah. That's another manly man guy. He was, he was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he's just crotchy and angry or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, he's a handyman. He knew how to work with tools. It's like that classic, that classic identity of a male. And I'm sure I'm going to upset some people about this, but I feel like we're losing this in our society as much as we're trying to clean up the male image, I think we're losing something too. So this is like a greater problem I'm having right now with society. I see. Yeah. So I think we, I think we need more of that back in TV and just in society in general, I guess. We're going to lose our craftsmen. Who's going who's gonna to do all the nitty gritty work? Is this going to be all immigrants now? Because we don't know how to turn a pipe anymore or use a wrench. Did I tell you about that? How I was in the lab and we needed to use a wrench to... Uh, hook up a valve to a gas tank uh-huh. and I gave it to the guy who's clearly larger and stronger than me and I say can you remove this and he's tightening it I'm like no lefty Lucy and, and he's, he's like, like Who, what? who's Lucy huh what what is that like, <laughs> it's the rhyme you say to loose okay yeah. yeah by the way to loosen typically unless it's backwards because there was the one time where it was backwards yeah. um you need to go counterclockwise to yeah. loosen it clockwise to tighten it no you've never learned this okay cool yeah well way to teach them <laughs> stuff that you know i guess was common knowledge for mm-hmm. men from my generation and that's what i think is kind of missing and i don't know cool. how to bring that back so we're gonna have very well informed if we have offspring very well informed we're gonna have the manliest daughter <laughs> ever <laughs> going to grow a good mustache on that girl. It'll be awesome. Um, 
Yeah. So Seinfeld, any impressions? Um, I like it. I was telling you that I'm really enjoying um, Kramer's physical comedy. Mm. Just every, every time he enters a room, it's like he's falling over or something happens. And you're nice. like, that's, that's not how normal people enter and open a door. And that's quite... <laughs> It's mm-hmm. funny. He hasn't even said anything yet. He just falls in the door. No, he doesn't. He doesn't talk very much. He is the physical comedy in the show, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was he was quite a trailblazer. I like it. I'm laughing. It's it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Cool. So we're gonna keep up both mm-hmm. and see if it'll hit all the palettes. Because screw dramas, right? <laughs> <laughs> dramas you have to watch under the right. Uh, it's state never state of being. It's never the right state of being for well, me. Well, so there occasionally have been some weekends where I'm like, I could go for a good thinker, and then I'll watch a a good thinker, hmm. and then I'll be like, okay, now back to Mindy. <laughs> Let's see uh, if that keeps up when you get a forty hour mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. News articles? articles. Do it. You should go first because I only have one. All right. Um, have you heard of GoFundMe? Yes. Okay. So you are aware of that. Crowdsourcing webpage. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. That helps. Mm -hmm. It's good to know that information and I'm glad you explained it because if our listeners don't know what it is now they do. So yeah. Uh, recruiting a bunch of people on the internet to fund your idea or project or. And there's a few of them. Like Mm -hmm. one that I hear about a lot is called Kickstarter. Yep which a lot of businesses use. Mm-hmm. I guess it's similar to a Dragon's Den where you're looking for an investment, but mm-hmm. it's, instead of from one big person or one company, it's mm-hmm. usually multiple people throw money in towards right. someone's idea project. Whatever. And there's often incentives, right? Like if you give a certain amount, you get yeah. something yeah. in return. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's the basis. So a really interesting happened. This is a story from the Daily Dot. Ooh, cool. I'm not sure what region that is it feels like it's australian or european because it's actually a soccer story okay um so yeah there we go perth australia nice so there was a man who wanted to be the first person to run nude across the newly opened stadium in perth okay and when he did the stunt he got fined five thousand dollars okay but he had already raised $5,415 $5,415 on GoFundMe to pay the bill before he did it. <laughs> so, yeah, he went on the site and he was able to raise the funds. And then it was just about going to the opening game at the, uh-huh. new, at the new stadium mm-hmm. and accomplish the task. Nice. Interesting. So what this article then goes into is the interesting idea that in a way, the whole fine doesn't matter anymore because mm-hmm. he actually made a profit <laughs> off of streaking <laughs> yeah. at, at this Australian game. Uh-huh. So I kind of wanted your opinion on that. I thought that was interesting. And is this going to lead to more uh, scenarios like this? The uh, crowd loved it. They loved when he showed up and he put yep. on a good show. Apparently it took right. him a very long time to get caught. Right. According to the article, it uh-huh. was him deciding, all right, he just stopped, put his hands up in the air. He's like, all right, I'm done. And then uh, the security grabbed him and like smashed his head into the ground. <gasps> wow. Yeah. So 
he's still got the fine and mm-hmm. he's been banned from ever going to the stadium, which is unfortunate, I guess. Ooh, yeah, that's a pretty big consequence. Um, but yeah, so the internet now with this little five minute of fame he's raised, there's two sides. There's some people going on their page going, wow, that's really, you know, terrible what the security did to you. We enjoyed watching you at the game. That was a good laugh. Thanks. Hmm. Other people are like, I can't believe you're making money for this. It's such a horrible act. You're running around naked. There's kids there. And why are people funding this? They should be giving, you know, their money to people in need, not to some stupid streaker. Right. Yeah. So. Interesting perspective. Your thoughts. Um, my initial thought is, wow, that's hilarious and ingenious. Yeah. That you would look that up ahead of time. Um, I can see it. Like, I do see the point in, you know, there are many other things you could put your money towards. Uh, but at the same time, you're almost paying for a piece of entertainment. Like, you, this is like are, paying, yeah. this is like paying to go watch a movie. Sure. Um, so, but yeah, that brings up a lot of interesting points in terms of uh, fines and punishments. The not being able to go to that stadium ever, ever for a yeah. lifetime. Yeah. That's a pretty big one. I think that's the bigger loss. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's a pretty big one. So, I mean, if that guy's willing to sacrifice that, then uh, so be it. Well, he can use the $400 on a TV and a subscription, I guess. There you go. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can cap a GoFund. Can you cap GoFundMe and be like, I've hit my goal. Nobody give me money anymore. I don't know. I, I've never used it myself. I, Neither I have know. I. I believe it goes on forever. Oh, okay. Interesting. I, I know more about Kickstarter um, and they don't cap those. Mm-hmm. It just seems like, just like, like that was, that was smart. That was well thought out. Yeah. And for clarity, actually, I think he did the act first and then went to GoFundMe to pay the fine. Oh, okay. I think, I Less smart. I got, I got that, uh, I got that mixed up. I thought Let he planned it. That. I thought he pre-planned it because pre-planning it, that takes some time. That's like quite a bit of effort that went into that okay so it says that yeah he got the fine first and then opened the gofundme with the text hoping the good people of western australia can throw a couple bucks my way to help pay for my five thousand dollar fine and uh past its initial goal it's at five thousand four hundred and fifteen dollars in less than 48 hours too Hmm. and he gets a three-year ban from the stadium not lifetime banned yeah Okay. Um, Your opinions now, please, my dear. Yes. Okay. So now he's a little less impressive. <laughs> now he's just a streaker who was like, ah, crap, I got fined. <laughs> well. Now, does your opinion change if he takes the extra $400 and gives it to charity? Yeah. Yeah. Because then I'd be like, ah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's always a good move to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. I still think it's it shows some ingenuity to go from uh, I got this fine to I'm going to go on this website and just put it out there. Right. Um, because people did have a good time and, and he, he did get a good reaction. Mm-hmm. Like it could just not go well, mm-hmm. but it did, it did go well for him to get the money. So again, paying for entertainment. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It mm-hmm. makes for a good story. Yep, it does. I'm okay. There are worse stories out there. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. And that's that, eh? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, mine is way more serious than that one. Okay. Well, I'm glad I opened with a fun one. Then. <laughs> yeah. Fun one. Um, then mine is, so there's been a lot of allegations of sexual misconduct mm. um, in Hollywood. You weren't kidding. And... Yeah, wherever they, we've seen them in Hollywood, we've seen them in local theater, uh, and Canada is not immune. And this one came out January 26th, so it's already been a week and a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and this was by, this was Sexual Advances, um, and the accused is Patrick Brown, who is the former head of the Provincial Conservative Party. He resigned after this happened. You know what? Mm -hmm. I am surprised we haven't heard more about politicians. Like the celebrity hmm. thing makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But my goodness, politicians, they've got to be the highest offenders in this. Yeah, you may think that. No, I know that. <laughs> it's got to be a fact. Uh, so it's coming out. And interestingly, uh, these stories surfaced uh it was ctv that first surfaced these stories and a lot of the people working in brown's close quarters like campaign manager uh they uh, immediately resigned um everyone's resigning they resigned before the actual guy resigned wow yeah so they resigned he apparently had a press conference and looked very frazzled and didn't quite know what to do. And it was after that, that he announced his resignation. Uh, the timing of this is very interesting because we are going to have a provincial election in the spring. Mm. So the, we'll say leading opposition party is currently leaderless. Oh, nice. And uh, they're in the midst of beginning a search for a new leader and they're going to have to do that within the next few weeks and then begin campaigning in order to try and win a election, an election. Uh, so it's been interesting to read about this because normally they have a lot of time to choose a new leader. Um, and usually the new leader is very involved in getting new members signed up to the party um, and puts in a lot of time and effort in their campaign. And it usually goes on for quite some time. And they're having to shorten these and have it happen very quickly and then have that leader be ready to go uh, in election mode like pretty much right away. This is why you always need a backup, right? Like a backup leader? Well, just someone else who is like their second choice. And it's like, you know, just in case something goes wrong. Well, all parties have like a deputy leader yeah. and that person is currently like taking over. Are they resigning? Too? Um, but they don't want to run for the actual leadership of the party. Yeah. They have to do some work. Then. Yeah. They want to deal with kind of fixing up what's going on in the party right now and let the actual leadership candidates take over. Um, it also makes it interesting for the opposing parties because normally around this time they'd be mounting their strategies and figuring out what to do and how we're going to potentially like attack the leader. And they don't know who that leader is going to be. <laughs> and I don't know how well your attack's going to work though, because it, they'll say anything. Then the opposition uh -huh. just has to go. Yeah, but your guy did this. <laughs> well, yeah, but that guy's out now. But still, like, yeah, but your party had a guy who did this uh -huh. and you didn't know anything about that. So how strong is your leadership mm. ca capabilities? Uh, 
Yeah, but you got cooties. <laughs> um, well, it's just interesting because their strategies will be quite different. And one of the first people to put their name up for party leader is someone named Doug Ford. Oh, great. Who as Torontonians were very familiar with the Ford okay. name. Yeah. So Doug Ford, brother of the late Rob Ford, mm. has thrown his hat into the mix. Um, as has someone named Caroline Mulrooney. And you, you may recognize the Mulrooney name. She is the oh, daughter of Brian Mulrooney. Um, so you can see that the strategy you would take to try and beat a Doug Ford or beat a Caroline Mulrooney would be quite different. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've just lost all faith in this election <laughs> now, though. Like, it's just become a weird race about families now. It's like, I thought we tried to move away from the monarchy, like... Or the dynasties. Yeah. Like, what... And also, why are they planning attack ads? Like, why don't you work on your political strategy instead? But that's part of political strategy it sometimes. be. Well, sometimes it is. My goodness. <laughs> but it's going to be very interesting, depending on who it is that they actually pick as mm. the leader. I don't know. I'm just kind of... I'm curious to see how this is all going to play out. Um, I think a lot of the times I completely dismiss the conservative party just because... One, we don't align on a number of different topics, but I think my um, aligning with them would change if they had a female leading the party, probably. Not completely, but my opinions of them, I'd probably be more inclined to actually read up on what they are. Really? Just because of gender? Um, yeah. Wow. That's great that you can say that. <laughs> See, if I did the same thing... Yeah. I would be, be like, a jerk. Down to men. Um, yeah. I think just because what that represents, because a lot of the time I feel like the conservative party is the party that I view as anti-women's rights. And if you put a female at the head of the party, now I might actually read your party platform. I'm not going right. to probably agree with all of it because in terms of like fiscal policy and social programming, I think we're on opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Can I derail the conversation for a second? Yes. Because there's something I've always wondered, because I hear about this all the time. Go for it. Uh, when people resign from their position, and yep. it happens all the time with politicians, mm -hmm. what do they do next? <laughs> like, what do you do after that? Like, you have a bit of a celebrity status. Mm -hmm. Do you just, like, go to some corner of Canada and open up a used car lot? And, and they're <laughs> like, didn't I see you on TV? No, you didn't. I'm... Um, no, I'm someone else. I'm just John. Buy a car. I often have the what, same. What do you do? I often have the same questions, um, and I think that can go along with you know like what's Barack Obama doing right now? Well, he, he's <laughs> with different. All of his time. <laughs> he's he was celebrated, and mm -hmm. he actually still has an in. All ex presidents yep. still can, like they have their own little club and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not like he's hurting. And he can get involved with uh, all the cool work that her, his his wife was doing, mm -hmm. right? Like they were starting their own side projects like outside of it. And his name is recognized as a good thing, I mm -hmm. would say, for the vast majority. Mm -hmm. And he could continue doing those things. But when you come from like shame. Oh, so you're like a disgraced politician that yeah, has had to resign. Yeah, disgraced, resign. resign. Mm -hmm. And even like... Uh, 
you hear about it in companies too, like a CEO resigns. Do they just go work at another company? Like, how does that job interview go? Uh, why did you leave your last place? Oh, I resigned. In scandal. In scandal, yeah. Oh, was it good? <laughs> What's the follow-up question to that? I really don't know. That's a very good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you ever wonder what like Gian Gomeshi is doing right now? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you have gone from a position of, mm-hmm. of, of being known, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess some people might not know you, but do you go? You have to go into a different field, I assume, because all everything on your resume it becomes mm-hmm. like a null, null and void. Mm-hmm. I really don't know the answer to that question, and yeah. it does. I am curious about it. It seems like some politicians, though, they just keep doing it. They just move to other sectors and other areas. And I feel like politics is the one place where you can resign and fail and still keep doing your job. That's why I brought the question up, because I don't think that applies for other places. (laughs) It's like they have their own set of rules. They can just (laughs) do whatever they feel like. So it is a very curious question. This story is interesting, but I feel like this isn't the last you hear of this guy. Probably not. He's probably running somewhere else. Maybe he just has to lay low for six months and take paid leave or something. Well, they have to. They the allegations also haven't been proven in court. So, I mean, he still has to go to court and figure out what's going on. So you should have said allegedly throughout the story. Yes, sorry, allegedly. It's okay. We're not a proper news source. <laughs> Although the news source is he was accused of it. So wasn't convicted of it. He was he's accused of it. allegedly accused of it. Well, he's not allegedly accused. Someone accused him of it. <laughs> no, I just love... Uh, he hasn't been convicted yet. Do you ever like watch these news shows where they have to talk about it and they, mm-hmm. ha- they have to say the word allegedly like right, yeah. every two yeah. sentences? Mm-hmm. It's just like, man, what a drinking game that would be. <laughs> fall out of my chair anyways i have been following this story quite a bit and i'm curious to see how it's going to work out so do you have any more uh thoughts and opinions on that because i would love to hear it um no i think i've covered them i guess it does feel like there are very few people who are not being accused of some kind of sexual misconduct yeah Uh, but you know what kind it's the kind of people that are used to getting things their way hmm and that's why I think it makes sense that it's exploding with celebrities, especially high-profile celebrities and politicians. Of course, mm-hmm. of course, that makes so much sense. They're used to just getting what they want. And they're not used to being challenged about that, about their rules. <laughs> like, usually they have a mm-hmm. team of people to cover up them right. making mistakes. Yep. Especially in politics. It's just like, what a job. What a job indeed. What a job. So, you got your second article? Before I move into it, I'm going to lighten it up again. Okay. Um, But I want to go back into that whole hate tactics thing. And I'm sure there were a couple ads for Obama's government that maybe had a couple hate things towards uh, Hillary, I guess, at the time he was running against. Mm. But I think that was, yeah, the party was doing it, but... I still think what really, like he was one of the few times I got really interested in politics because it felt like he had a message and a political platform mm-hmm. that was actually going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it got me excited about politics and it got <laughs> me going, hey, maybe this system could work. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying I'm missing. So when you just say, oh, but that's just the way it is, I go, well, does it have to be? 
I see. And I feel like even our prime minister was issuing some change when he was electing. He, again, I guess, is a dynasty Mm -hmm. from a family of uh, politics. But, you know, I still think it was his his, uh, platform that really got us interested in him. and, And that gets me excited about politics. So I would like to see more of that. That's my two cents. Cool. Now let's talk about Taco Bell. Ooh, nice. <laughs> what is happening with Taco Bell? Uh, this is a short one. Okay. It's from the Toronto Sun. Ooh, okay. Which is one of the few sites that is not blocked at my workplace for at some reason. Huh. Um, you would think, being a financial institution, that they'd let you read the finance news on the National Post or... The Globe and, and Mail. Mail. Mm-hmm. But no, those are all blocked. So you have to get your financial news from the Toronto Sun. Um, so here's my financial story. Police say a fast food worker upset at having to work a morning shift has given a new meaning to a burrito to go by slinging a hot one at his Taco Bell supervisor. Nice. Oh, boy. South Carolina. Wow. They were called into the eatery where a supervisor reported telling the worker to stop being a crybaby cry baby before being beamed with a food-filled projectile. I love the way the sun writes our articles. <laughs> so he threw it? Yeah, he threw it at his he manager. He threw a hot burrito at his manager. That's how he got out of it. Wow. Um, <laughs> police say the worker didn't stop there, adding that uh, they were told he took off his headset broke it on his knee, and stormed out. Whew. Really not pleased about his workplace situation. No arrests have been made. <laughs> what, what, Des- despite the, what do you get arrested for? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, assault? Assault With by, a burrito? by burrito. <laughs> burrito assault. Damage to property. Could be. Um, sadly, that, that is the whole article. I actually read it all for you. Oh, nice. It's literally um, <laughs> two and a half paragraphs. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a fun, it's a fun uh, uh, story. I was thinking of sharing that last week because we were, we were talking about you doing your interview. Mm-hmm. And I thought we could have a bit of a workplace chat. And I was like, well, at least, you know, it's not like you're working at Taco Bell and you're so <laughs> peeved off that you have to throw a burrito at your manager. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I assume this job's better than that. Uh, I, I mean, I've only met them for like an hour at a time, but so far I don't want to throw any food item in their direction. Hasn't occurred to you? No, no. So, um, speaking of food, this did pique my, um, just jog my memory. Uh, so Doritos is coming out with a lady Dorito version. Have you heard this? They're going to gender. Is it Doritos for her? Something like that. Oh boy. Um, and I was briefly reading the uh, rationale. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things that we have now that are targeted at male males or females. Yeah. And kind of the marketing person was like, you know, why don't we should be doing this for snack food? I don't know why we haven't done it yet. And they're trying to say that men and women eat their <laughs> chips differently Mm. um in that you know men will eat their doritos and they'll get to the very bottom and they'll literally like empty the bag into their mouths and like love to lick off the orange stuff and women don't do that and i'm like well 
I do that. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not the demographic you're trying to aim towards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I read somewhere that they're going to be less crunchy. <laughs> oh, for women, sensitive teeth. Um, that's ridiculous. There's something. Well, the funny thing about that is they have a target demographic and they're obviously chasing it mm-hmm. and they're appealing to it because it's the group that is going to buy that product. Yeah. Like you need to change the product and your image of the product in order to change your demographic. Mm-hmm. So you can't just go Doritos for her. You need to mm-hmm. release like that company, which I'm sure it's Coca-Cola, Pepsi, something. I think it's PepsiCo. Something yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have another product line like a haagen which does very well for women. <laughs> and it's like, why are you trying to change the thing that's doing very well for you? for young teenage boys like that's why you have different products well they're just trying to expand their market i guess i can't wait to watch this fail (laughs) this is gonna be fantastic like bic for her pens that came out and ellen degeneres made fun of them hardcore (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a good topic actually maybe we should turn that into an episode where we can grab all the crazy the gendered items for hers and for him's because it does go both ways too there are some things that have mm-hmm. been largely successful with women. And they're mm-hmm. like, why can't we get the male market on this? Dove for men. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. See? All this, right, this, this is a good topic. Yep. I think this is a potential for another episode. Look at us go. Um, yeah. Have you ever worked at a fast food place? No, actually. That is the one place, kind of the one industry that I haven't worked at. Because I've definitely done like the retail. I did Home Depot. Retail Home Depot is a camp counselor, yeah. worked in hospitals. I worked in uh, corporate settings. Like just, these are just all my co-op jobs. You were in the kitchen at all at the camp ever? Dishes? Um, just drying, just drying dishes. Cause food prep has to be very regulated. So. Oh, I guess now it does. Not when I was a kid. <laughs> Things have changed. Yeah. So I guess I know I haven't done fast food restaurant. Okay. So you haven't really lived that. You don't maybe understand that story about how one can get so enraged that they must throw a burrito at their manager. I guess not. Mm. Mm. Did you ever feel like that when you were working at your fast food food outlets? <laughs> no, because it was, it was a good place. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I had a pretty good position there. Mm-hmm. No, it treated me fine. But I do feel like it's a bit of a coming of age, like thing that a lot of people need to experience because it's not a great job usually that's a great job for a young teenager to have their first job yeah one you know figure out the importance of hard work and all those things and And getting a post-secondary education tell yeah make them realize they need to go to college yes Mm -hmm. exactly you got it you took my joke before i could do it well done that was part two i'm sorry i've just heard this so many times where you talk about your time at Tim Hortons and thinking, I really need to go back to school. <laughs> go back to school. Exactly. And then you did. And now look at you go. So if you have worked at a fast food restaurant and you would like to share a story about throwing a burrito at your manager. Or if you have your favorite gendered product that you want to tell us about. Oh, yeah. We would need that. Let's collect some mm-hmm. for our episode. Yes, please. Send an email to us at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. And thank you to Field Processor for our music. You guys should check them out Friday nights on Twitch. 
It's an awesome stream. I enjoy it. Yeah, and expanding. And it's been and blah, 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 and expanding. Just check out fieldprocessor.com. There you go. So until next time, won't you take one more for the road? 